to an episode of Intuition, Your First Sense. This is Vicki. Like I say every week, they come up with a new opening. <laughs> anyway, you know who this is. Um, thank you for being here. There's so much going on. I don't have to tell you that, but I'm going to. Uh, and it's affecting every level of us, our spiritual side, our human side, our eternal being, our communication ability with others our communication ability with ourselves and just incredibly stressful and and painful at times to be human right now. Uh, Pink has that wonderful song, Hurts to be Human. It's appropriate right now. Uh, and also a great album, by the way. Most of the songs on that album are amazing. This week, I want to talk about existential crisis. And the reason it's coming up is because I recently had what I feel like is a perfect description of an existential crisis. And then as I was going through it, I thought, is this really a crisis or is this an opening? And not to minimize what I was going through and not to avoid any kind of emotions because I'm well aware I'm a seven on the Enneagram. We like to, thought I was a three, did the, had the typing done and seven and it fits so perfectly. Enneagram, E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. So much out there. Please follow uh, Beatrice Chestnut if you want to go to someone who knows her stuff and is very grounded in the approach and expansive in the approach of it. That is not what I was going to talk about today. But as a seven on the Enneagram, we tend to avoid deep emotions, which is funny to me because the people I work with, I'm known for actually going into those emotions and not being afraid to dive deep and excavate those buggers. But with myself, yeah, I can sugarcoat. Um, the way I was raised was that my emotions, my fears, my tears didn't matter. So it just fed into that whole, nope, I'm good. Just put on a face and, and power through. Only in the last few years have I been really looking at that, exploring it, experiencing it, opening everything up. And I know that the, this led to what I coined an existential crisis. But then I thought, you know, an existential crisis is when you start questioning things about life. <laughs> it's when you start to wonder what life really means and what's the purpose of it and, you know, what's our purpose and uh, wanting to break thinking patterns and being patterns. And you suddenly want answers for life's big questions. I have always been in that place, but most recently, over the last three and a half years, I've been in this no answer too small kind of place. I'm going to look under every pebble to see if that's something that is important to look at, is important to dive into for myself and then obviously for my clients. And an existential crisis can happen at any age. But most people face a crisis in a difficult situation. And, you know, especially when it feels like things aren't moving and that you've placated or are stuck. Now, sometimes it's also because of a major trauma or loss or significant event. And I think that's where the emphasis often gets placed on an existential crisis being that someone has passed or uh, you've been fired or you've uh, experienced an illness or, you know, break from family, any of the myriad of things that could happen. 
But I actually see existential crisis happening more when people have been working on themselves and been asking the questions and then they're really ready to hear the big answers, including, no, your family of origin does not give a hooey about you and it's time to really face that. Or, yeah, you've kind of been a jerk lately and that's not okay. And I had somebody come to me one time in this space and I just, I love him for his fearlessness in asking the questions. And he asked me, he's like, Vicky, why is this happening to me? Why is this going on in my life? What was occurring for him? And I looked right at him and I said, you're a jerk. You do illegal things. And we have a system set up in place that if people take advantage of other people and they do jerky things, that they must be prosecuted. That's what's going on. There is no metaphysical meaning here. There is no reason here other than you made very poor choices in your self-centeredness. I said, and you are having an opening that we can either take advantage of or I am not going to work with you because I will not placate or justify illegal actions. I just won't. You head down the street to the big psychic sign and they'll tell you you're wonderful and everything's going to work out fine. So it can come as a result of questioning self, a dissatisfaction with self. It also comes with a history of bottled up emotions. <laughs> Hello, I'm 52 and I have a history of bottled up emotions and that I've installed a pressure release device and sometimes I just have to adjust it. So recently I had this moment of questioning everything that I do in life in regards to my work and my personal life. I feel pretty solid. And in the work life, though, I was questioning, is this what Vicky really wants to do? Don't panic out there. I'm not going anywhere. I don't need the emails, <clears throat> excuse me, saying, please don't go away or stop this or because it will happen. Any other time I've been honest about shifting in my business, people have panicked. But if you're in business and you're not looking for the signs or the shifting that's available to you, then you are not in business. You have a hobby. So it's important that we look at all these things. And I was questioning some aspects of my business that don't light me up. And they're, it's a small portion of my business, but it's still enough that it created an irritation like that little tiny pebble that can be in your shoe. You know, if you're going for a hike and you're like, ah, just ignore it. Don't ignore it. Take it out because it will become a wound later. So I had this feeling of this feels big. This feels really big. This is not just a, hmm, I wonder what I could do. This is an existential crisis. And then I thought, like I said earlier, this is an opening. This is an ability and an invitation of me to question, what is it that I would like to do? What do I want to bring to people? I want everyone in the world appreciating who they are. But that's a pretty big audience. And that, while I still want that, means that I'm just tossing things into the wind, right? And not really figuring out where I could be making my greatest mark or being of greatest service. And the idea of the freedom of that, freedom of getting really clear of what I want and where I'm headed and what I want to contribute to, I feel like created this uh, ungroundedness because there's also a responsibility that comes with 
wanting to create a freedom. And the freedom is from the things I don't necessarily enjoy about my business. So it can feel overwhelming. I personally know that if we're feeling overwhelmed, it's because we have grown to the place we are not allowing our human self to go. And we must then choose to see the opportunity in that and ask the tough questions and to become aware. Remember awareness, acceptance, action? Well, this was the awareness and the acceptance and then action will come. So in this place of what I went to in existential description, it actually the existential is correct. It's the crisis part. That's not correct. And I wonder if you've experienced this where you could feel a great expansion happening, much like my client that I was talking about. He could feel that he didn't want to be in that place. It was just really easy to make money doing what he was doing, it, but it wasn't really who he is. Um, and it's not who he wanted to be or the example for his son. So his crisis was in not liking himself. And that crisis happened because he got caught. <laughs> now, I would also say, and I did say this to him, you created this. Not only did you create it through your action, but you created it because you didn't really want this to be your life. And the you drew in the attention to get you caught and you did something dumb. So it's the reflection of who we are, where we've been, where we want to go that I feel like can create this opening and it can feel too big to handle. Well, then you get help. Help. You reach out. Um, I reached out to my accountability partner and said, okay, I'm not great at asking for help. Admittedly, I am learning. Um, and I said, can you help me with this? Because I know there's something viable here as far as the business goes. And I'm hesitant to let go of this other aspect of it. So, and it's not, and it was a good example because I had written existential crisis in the subject matter. Not like I already knew that I had moved past the crisis part. I was in opening, but that was in the body of it. You know? <laughs> so we had a great conversation that she thought I was literally on the floor curled up. And I'm like, no, 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 that does not happen. Uh, except when someone who's passed that I'm close to. And, you know, eventually you get to that point where you just have to release it. But in this case, it wasn't, that's not going to be my reaction because of the excitement around it. So I wonder if you could look at the areas that you consider to be a crisis or even when you're in life and something happens, if you could look at it as if this is not necessarily a crisis or a high energy drama situation, this is something that needs attention and needs to be listened to and connected to because if we're living without meaning, um, you're living without hope and you're living without direction, I think, or any reflection of your life. And it can have you question your very existence. And yet I still find that exciting to question one's existence because, you know, just like the person who could stay at the job for 30 years because it was, it was paying the bills, but are you happy? Um, and is there another method that could create that for you? And if we never allow ourselves to feel quote unquote negative emotions, I think that all emotions are valid. But in the terminology that's out there, if we never allow ourselves to feel negative emotions, it will lead 
to this existential opening and it will create a powder keg or a back pressure, kind of like on the Instant Pot. If you never moved it to release, it does eventually release, but it takes so much longer and your food might be mushy. If you aren't feeling all of the emotions, there can be a false sense of happiness. So in regards to my business, I love my business. I love what I do. I love being able to help people and affect the change that I am doing it with humor and directness and intuitive gifts. I love all of that. But if I'm not listening to the part of me that might be bored, um, it, it's a false sense of happiness. I could look at the numbers and say, yeah, I have a thriving business and I could be happy with that. But if I'm not listening to my true essence and happiness there, I am serving a falsehood to my clients as well and to my partner and to my kids and grandkids and everything, my friends. Because if we're not experiencing true happiness, life feels empty. And embodying the emotions and acknowledging the feeling of discontentment and dissatisfaction, well, heck, that's the door that opens to personal growth and improving an outlook on life. And I already love my life. So imagine if I really listen to myself and follow the steps to put into action some ideas I have. Oh, it's going to be amazing. There's an app for that. I created an app for developing intuition. I created an app that will help you connect with community. And I created an app where you can take courses at your own leisure and then attend live events with myself and the rest of the amazing people that are connecting within the Vicky B app. You can find this app in Google Play. You can find it in the Apple Store as well. I do hope that you head on over there, download it. Yes, there are in-app purchases, but there's also plenty of content that is complimentary. Thank you so much for being interested in this, and I hope to see you within the app. What happens when you're experiencing these things, it can be a physical process and an emotional process and an intuitive process. So typically, if I stick with the existential crisis part, there's normal feelings of depression, like the ebb and flow. Every one of us has the wiring for depression. It's just whether it sticks around forever. So existential depression, you may be questioning, why am I here? And it's not a suicidal ideation. It's more of a, <laughs> what does my life mean? What does it matter if I'm here? Um, if it slides into hopelessness, well, then that's a depression that really does need therapy, perhaps the benefit of medication. Um, if you're asking yourself the question, is it only about work, paying bills, and eventually die, which is an exact conversation Mike and I had years ago. And I said to him, that can be your perception. I'm here to live a different way um, because it's in every day paying attention. And I really believe that my goofiness helps him to now see that it's more than that. Those things exist. Of course they exist. That's part of our human experience. But if you have the word only in there, you are limiting yourself. If there's feelings of depression that don't go away, you need to get some help. You may be having an existential crisis or opening 
and feeling these feelings, but it's not a long-term thing. It's to wake you up and basically say, snap out of it, um, which can also, you know, have some anxiety with it. I definitely felt for a good day, this feeling of, oh no, oh no, oh no, don't rock the boat. Everything is really good. It's really good. It's really good. No, no need to rock the boat. And then I'm like, what are you kidding me? Like, that's the very premise of being a spirit is to rock the boat, is to ask for more, is to experience things you haven't experienced before. Of course, I'm going to do that. But in the moment, yeah, I got a little nervous. And that's being present and asking questions over and over again um, so that I can direct and, you know, be my own rudder. And I almost said utter there. (laughs) to be my own rudder (laughs) in life and to find the humor in all of this too. And it's also to break free of the feeling of I have to be in crisis. We don't have to be in crisis to move forward. And yet, since things are very heightened right now, and there's a sense of crisis always because we get things way too quickly in the news, and um, things haven't been done. I can't think of the word right now. It will come to me. Investigations haven't been done or people are too quick to post their own videos so we don't get the whole picture. That produces anxiety. Like you can shift that by seeing that this isn't a crisis. This is an opening. And yes, maybe get help. Therapist, coach, clergy, uh, best friend, uh, accountability partner, <laughs> Take control of your thoughts by recognizing that the old, the negative or pessimistic ones are going to get louder when you're opening up. But if you listen to them, you will become a self-fulfilling prophecy. You just will. It will be what you're afraid of it being. So if you take those small steps, the micro movements matter to live a more meaningful life. That could be being present for five minutes every hour, right? Take five minutes each hour simply to be present. Check in. You'll be surprised at how long five minutes is when you start doing that. It's a long time and yet it goes quickly. So you can take the five minutes to tune in or you can batch up all these five minutes that you're not paying attention to and years later have to deal with the frustration. So keeping um, present to what's bringing up those feelings can help you actually remind yourself that this has meaning. Every emotion has a meaning. Let me understand what it is. And taking the time to self-explore will lead to that self-actualization, which will diminish the existential crisis feeling and open up the existential opening. It's a little redundant, but you know what I mean. And if you have the, a difficult time seeing the what you have to offer Ask your friends or family around you or your supportive uh, network, what are some of your endearing qualities? What are some of your mm, loving qualities? What are the things that you bring to the world? Meaning your humor, not just things you do, but what do you bring? What impact have you had on other people's lives? So that you can wind yourself out of the crisis place, which is very self-centered, focusing, um, and into the opening place, which is how do I want to be someone that I admire? And don't expect to know all of it right away. It doesn't mean that you get all the answers. 
I have sat since that moment last week in this place of asking, well, what does this mean? And what does it mean for my business? And then what do I have to do in order for that to happen? Because it feels really cool. So, but I don't know all the answers. I don't know where it's heading. I can get an intuitive picture because that's my wiring, but I'm still not going to get all the information because I have to walk through it. It's fascinating to me that I can see someone else's clear picture much clearer than I can see my own. And I understand why that is. I must also walk through these steps and experience frustration and um, dissatisfaction in order to grow. Because if we don't grow sitting on the couch eating bonbons, well, your butt will grow, but the rest of you won't. We grow through some kind of limitation feeling or an intuitive knowing, a soul knowing that there's more and we're not reaching for it. And that can feel really uncomfortable. And you may be able to navigate this yourself or you may need some help. Um, cognitive behavioral therapy works great with this. Life coaching works great. Of course, if you have any of the feelings of, nope, this isn't passing, well, then perhaps reach out to a crisis team. That's where crisis should be applied. But the true existential crises that we go through in life, the ones that are here to open us up and happen to everyone at some point in their life where you're asking questions about your ex existence and your purpose and your value and what you offer, they're gifts, they're gifts. And it is possible to navigate that, especially with all the help that's out there now in psychological material you could read or groups you could join or self-help books or podcasts. It is possible. If you want to make the best out of it, I would say reach out to someone to help navigate it because it doesn't have to be like you're being pulled through a knothole backwards and your head won't fit. The key to understanding what is in an existential opening is recognizing that this is in your best interest to have these. So as I navigate these on my own, uh, well, with help, as I navigate my own, rather, I will keep you updated on the process and some changes that may come through the business. To me, it's felt like a renewed interest in life and in creation and terrifying as hell at times, but also so blessed to feel this excitement. It's like I used to do mediumship uh, groups and, you know, in front of 200, 300 people. And I used to get up on stage and I had no backup plan. I had no song prepared to entertain. I had no class ready to go if those who have crossed didn't come through. I trusted so much in the other side that I just showed up. And there was one time I was sitting backstage at a pretty big theater and I was sitting backstage and I had one of these moments where I'm like, what are you doing? And that was, I can identify now as an existential opening. All these people had paid for tickets. There was no way I was bailing on that. But I was having a moment of, you have nothing planned. What the heck are you going to do if it doesn't go right? Well, you know what? It went wonderfully. And I had such a good time. And I some of the people that came to that show today, I am still in contact with today. Um, I don't know. It's like 18 years later, 17 years later, something like that. I, I'm not sure. But it often feels like that, that you're about to go out on a stage, real or otherwise, 
and you have nothing planned. I think that's those dreams of don't have any uh, pants on when you go to school or never had any, any of those dreams, probably because I live these things in my real life where the stage is there and I just show up. But that feeling of holy macaroni, I have nothing to back this up. Please know that that's not a self-deficit. That is a place of growing. And if you don't know how to navigate it, again, get some help in doing that. But first, give yourself a high five. And maybe you will have the languaging to be able to say to someone, this is what I'm experiencing. I've heard it's called an existential crisis. I would like it to be an opening. Can you help me get there? And that could be a conversation you have with yourself or it could with your guides. It could be with someone who can understand where you are, where you'd like to be and help you get there. But most especially, be proud of yourself for that, for the fact that you are now pushing up against the edge, as they say, and challenging yourself to take on more, not in exhaustion, but more in your expansion of you. Because lifetime after lifetime, this is the intention. And I feel like if we can take the crisis out of it, we can absolutely enjoy the exponential growth that is possible for us. I believe in you. Do you believe in you? Thank you. And I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. As always, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it. Leave a review and take a minute to share it with a friend. You can find me all across social media at, at Coach Vicki Baird, and you can book a virtual session with me from wherever you are in the world at VickiBaird.com slash booking. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D dot com slash booking. Thank you again and see you on the next episode.